Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every couple of weeks we'll be looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the, although rather dull looking, very remarkable dunnock. The dunnock is generally a quite inconspicuous little bird and so often goes unnoticed by many people. It's the classic LBJ, or Little Brown Job. Many older people still call the dunnock by its former name, the Hedge Sparrow, which dates back from the 16th century. Although this name gives away the bird's habit of lurking quietly in hedgerows, there was always objections. As the dunnock bears only a passing likeness for a sparrow, and isn't related to it at all, they are in fact more closely related to robins. After much debate, the hedge sparrow name was dropped in favour of dunnock, a melding of dun, cock, meaning grey-brown bird. The dunnock is a bird I feel quite sorry for. If you say you've never seen one, you have, you just didn't know what you were seeing. They're a bird that goes unnoticed, and when they are noticed, they're often thought of as boring. If anyone does think that, they're absolutely wrong. While the dunnock may seem a little boring to some people, some of their behaviour is actually quite complex and interesting, especially when it comes to breeding. Dunnocks have a colourful and varied sex life, which would make any episode of Hollyoaks or Sex in the City seem tame. Both male and females may have more than one partner during the breeding season. They use a number of breeding strategies to pass on their genes to the next generation, including the traditional one male paired with one female, or it could be two or more males paired with one female, or one male paired with two or more females, or two males paired with two females. Phew, it seems like anything goes with the Dunnock. Alternative local country names for the dunnock include the very evocative Shufflewing, Creepy or Scrubber or even Dirty Dunnock. I made that one up. Although they can initially appear rather dull dark brown birds, if seen closer you will see the attractive rich tortoise-like pattern of rich chestnut brown streaked with black plumage over the bird's back and wings and ash grey underparts. As I mentioned before, this bird often gets misidentified as a house sparrow. If unsure about the identity of a nondescript brown bird, look for the characteristic bluish-grey head, throat and upper breast, which should separate adult dunnocks from any other bird in your garden. Also, the legs are reddish-brown. The thin pointed bill is dark or blackish. Sexes are alike, apart from the males, often having more grey in the head and throat than the females.
The Song of the Dunnock is a hidden treasure, a pleasant surprise. It's an unhurried sweet warble, which can be confused with a wren or a robin, but lacks the wren's intensity and the robin's sweet dreamy quality, but not unpleasant to listen to, actually quite lovely. The main call or alarm call is a somewhat high-pitched, often quiet, sweet, sweet, a little like an opening of a squeaky gate. Let's have a listen. Okay, breeding. As we mentioned before, this is when the supposedly modest dunnock behaves quite outrageously. In early spring, you might notice dunnocks travelling around in pairs, one following one step or two behind the other. It might even look like the leading bird, the female, is trying to give the following bird, the male, the slip, trying everything possible to shake off the male following her. That is exactly what she is doing. If you look closer, you'll see a third bird, a second male, following to the side some way back. In the world of the Dunnock, adultery is rife, and what you're seeing is the alpha female trying to get some alone time with the beta male. Just before you feel sorry for that other poor male, he's not averse to nipping off and having a bit of alone time with the neighbouring female either. Anyway... Around April, the female builds a neat cup of dried grass and moss, woven to a base of fine twigs, lined with hair or wool. She will usually build it in the thickest hedge, bush or brambles she can find. When she has finished construction, she'll lay four to six bright blue, smooth, glossy eggs that she incubate herself. But after they've hatched, her mate will help her find food for their young. She'll also be helped with all those males she's had a bit of alone time with. By being a little bit flirty, she's ensured the survival of her young. Quite clever, really. The strategy that the female Dunnock employs is highly successful. Dunnocks show a high juvenile survival rate, but sometimes this strategy does not work out in the Dunnock's favour. Their high survival rate make them an ideal surrogate parent for cuckoos. The female cuckoo is notorious for skirting her nest building and chick rearing duties by dumping her eggs in the nest of another bird. Over southern England, the poor old dunnock is the cuckoo's favourite foster parent. Although the cuckoo's grey eggs is the odd one out in the dunnock's sky blue, the dunnock will incubate it along with the rest. Once the cuckoo chick hatches, the Dunnock parents can do nothing to stop the interloper from heaving their eggs or chicks out of the nest. Again, the Dunnock simply just gets on with raising the cuckoo's chick. Don't be too alarmed though. Although they will lose this clutch, the Dunnock will get another one or two chances during the breeding season to raise their own. And before you get angry with the cuckoo, numbers have dropped by around half in the last 25 years. It's one of the UK's fastest declining migrants and is now red listed. Outside of the breeding season, a Dunnock's social behaviour is rather less complicated. During the winter months, many Dunnocks will lead largely solitary existences, and as with other small birds, overwinter mortality can be high if conditions are unfavourable. 
either because of starvation or because individuals take more risks to get at food and so leave themselves open to predation by cats or sparrowhawks. During periods of cold weather, therefore, it is often worth putting out a little food for dunnocks. By placing a little Peter and Paul in full song under the shelter of bushes or other garden plants. Over the last few years, there have been more and more dunnocks feeding from tables and hanging seed feeders. This suggests a general change in feeding behaviour, perhaps following the introduction of more diverse seed mixes, as these are birds that require a specialist diet and are unfulfilled by general everyday seed mixes that you can find in garden centres. This makes Peter and Paul in full song ideal for them. Peter and Paul in full song has been designed specifically and caters for, as the name suggests, songbirds that prefer insects and fruit such as robins, blackbirds and of course the dunnock. This mix is a delicious high energy seed mix containing dried mealworm for extra protein and suet pellets for extra fat calories. This is a highly calorific bird food which offers immediate, readily digestible calories and it obviously tastes delicious. You might well think this is a blend of fruit and nut muesli for birds and indeed it comes very close. This blend is packed full of succulent fruit which are adored by blackbirds and thrushes. Other ingredients include pinhead oatmeal, peanut granules and of course the plumpest sunflower hearts. This mix can be fed all year round, from a bird table or from the ground, and is a real winter warmer for your resident robin, but also be loved by other soft-billed garden visitors, such as thrushes, dunnocks and blackbirds. This product has been designed with a dual-purpose objective, of attracting both robins and other songbirds alike, however it's perfect feed for offering at any time of the year as an energy boost for hard-working nesting and brooding birds. Peter and Paul Bird Foods are the UK's first wild bird food made with no compromise. There is no other commercial seed mix available with the uncompromising quality of Peter and Paul. Free from wheat and other fillers, it is guaranteed to attract the greatest abundance and diversity of birds to your garden. Peter and Paul Seed Mix has been blended with Nutravio, a unique natural seed coating that's a digestible energy source which inhibits bacterial growth. This can help prevent birds from picking up common bugs, including Salmonella and E. coli. Many other seed mixes available contain filler seeds and other ingredients that many of their favourite garden birds just won't eat. As much as 60-70% of a bag of birdseed can contain these filler seeds and that will end up uneaten and wasted on the ground where it's likely to rot, germinate or potentially attract garden pests like mice and rats. You'll not find any of these filler seeds in a bag of Peter and Paul. Well let's get back to the dunnock. Dunnocks appear rather timid around feeding stations preferring to make brief sorties rather than linger for longer bouts of feeding. If you have dunnocks feeding in your garden, watch them and you'll likely discover that they're a long way down the pecking order, unable to hold their own against most other species. Robins seem to give dunnocks a particularly hard time. If you watch birds in your garden, you'll know that robins are surprisingly aggressive little birds. This aggression sometimes spills over to be directed towards the unfortunate dunnock. Perhaps it's the robin-like shape of the dunnock that stimulates an attack, or perhaps robin view dunnocks as a genuine competitor. 
Either way, it's easy to see why Dunnock is one of the most secretive of garden visitors. While the Dunnock in your garden are likely to be local birds, born within a few kilometres, Dunnocks from northern parts of Europe undertake annual migrations and can move significant distances. Some of these birds may pass through Britain, but are likely to go unnoticed. The Dunnock has been placed on the amber list of birds of conservation concern because its breeding population underwent a substantial decline between the mid-1970s and mid-1980s. Since then the population has recovered somewhat, although numbers have not returned to previous levels. While some people may view the Dunnock as being rather unremarkable, it's actually far from it. With an unusual breeding system, the unwelcome attentions of a cuckoo, and flagged as being of high conservation concern, the Dunnock is actually rather special. Next time you see one in your garden, you should bear that in mind. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after your Dunnocks and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden that includes water and having the very very best food available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk Well that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed it. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.